It's that time of the year again. Nominate yourself or someone who has made an outstanding contribution to Canada's entrepreneurship and innovation community. Nominations are open for 17 awards, including a new category, the Canada 150 Award. Join us as we celebrate and recognize the accomplishments of entrepreneurs, innovators, and trendsetters shaping the entrepreneurial community in Canada. Visit startupaward.ca to submit your nomination by June 16th. Hi, I'm Rob Vilnove, CEO of Rebel.com and Startup Canada Fellow for Culture and Engagement. Corporate culture is about how it feels to be in your work environment, but never underestimate the value of spending time together outside the office too. The best teams are strong because they support each other to get the job done, and team building activities can be a great way to cultivate that type of environment. At Rebel, we like to step outside our comfort zones together, which has led us to do some really fun team activities. From curling to axe throwing and overnight trips at a ski resort to really simple in-office poker tournaments. Team building doesn't have to be expensive, but it does have to be considered in budgets and work plans. The key takeaway, make sure a leader in your organization is in charge of making team building activities happen. They are worth the investment and are a great way to celebrate successes and show some appreciation for your employees. Learn how to get the most of your payments through simple, safe, and smart card transactions. Visit MasterYourCard.org forward slash Canada for tips to master small business security. Master your card with MasterCard Canada. Are you ready to plan for the future? Build the financial foundations for your business with Intuit QuickBooks Startup Foundations. Enroll in the online Startup Foundations workshop and receive a free one-year subscription to Intuit QuickBooks Online. Visit bit.ly forward slash startup foundations. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash startup foundations today to register for free. Enjoy the flexibility of working where, when, and how you need to without the worry of unexpected overage fees with Rogers Share Everything for business plans. This service includes flexible data that can be tailored to suit your needs. Share talk, text, and data between teams and devices and put an end to your usage worries. To learn more, visit rogers.com forward slash share for biz. That's forward slash share for B-I-Z. Scotiabank understands what's involved when businesses first open their doors and the support that's needed to keep them open. They are helping customers respond to the speed of business, making it easier for entrepreneurs to open their accounts and apply for business loans online in minutes. To learn more, visit scotiabank.com forward slash small business. Storytelling, the journey of real change makers and discovering their impact on the world we live in. And now, broadcasting from Fredericton, New Brunswick, on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, Rivers Corbett.
Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across the country. With day in the life stories and in their shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale up companies. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, don't forget to visit the iTunes store to subscribe and visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I am your host, Rivers Corbett, founder and CEO of Coaching by Rockstars. Ever thought about a career as a business coach? Coaching by Rockstars teaches business coaches how to build a successful coaching business from scratch. Visit coachingbyrockstars.com for more information. All right. So ladies and gentlemen at the Startup Canada podcast show, look, I'm just thrilled to have as our guest today, Vicki Saunders, who is an award-winning mentor, advisor, entrepreneur, and founder of SheEO. Over the past 25 years, Vicki has launched many models, companies, programs, and initiatives, all with the goal of finding a pathway to a better world. Her amazing journey has led her to create CEO, an organization dedicated to advancing female entrepreneurs. CEO is still in the early stages of development, but Vicky sees a promising future. Big surprise after being in business for 25 years. Great visions. The main goal of CEO is to be in 1,000 regions around the world by 2020. In today's podcast, Vicky will, Vicky will show us what it takes for women to thrive in the fast pace entrepreneurial world and will share her knowledge on how to develop a successful business. Vicki, it's just great to have you on our show today. Thanks so much. All right, let's dive right in. As an advocate of women entrepreneurship, how are you working to leverage women's strengths to positively change the world through business? Now, that's a loaded question. I can't wait for the answer. Yeah, it's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is something I've been thinking about my whole life. Uh, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've never worked for anyone else. I am completely unemployable by anyone else. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I love super it. impossible. Um, and I've just, I've just witnessed, you know, we're living in a world that was not really designed by us as women. Mm. And it doesn't, it, there are a lot of ways that we run businesses that uh, don't get reflected in what is considered success. So for example, women get to profitability more quickly than their male counterparts. Mm-hmm. And we're highly capital efficient. Both of these things are actually considered not great in the mm. current mindset, which is insane to me. Insane. You know, it's completely insane. And so uh, I think there are all these things that women do a little bit differently that um, if we didn't look at them as a deficit and we looked at them as an asset, um, it would really create a different kind of mindset around what it means to be successful in business. Like right now it's, if you don't go big, you don't matter. Literally mm. I have women come to me with cool business ideas and I'm like, you know, why aren't you doing that? And they said, Oh, well, my professor told me that it's not going to scale. I'm like, what a dozy Mm. question. Like Mm. everybody says that to sound smart these days. How's that going to scale? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, like 98% of our economy is small and medium sized business. It doesn't mm-hmm. scale. Mm. Even big companies like GE are starting to try and figure out how to get small again. 
because mm-hmm. they've globalized too much. So I, I mean, I think we look at ways women run businesses and then create support structures around it to leverage their assets. Yeah, I love it. You know, Richard Branson, he's a, um, he's, he's a mentor of mine. He doesn't know that. But uh, one of the things he does uh, when his companies reach 100, 100 employees, he, he actually cuts them and he makes them be yeah. 50 or less because of the smallness associated with it. So uh, I, I just love that uh, that you've referenced that point. And so so talk about some of those ways in which you are helping to one celebrate that that approach and two are getting traction with it. So what we've done is we've I basically looked at all of the challenge, all the things that we say are wrong with women, right? <laughs> and go, what if those are actually right? Uh, and, ah. and then built a structure around it. So you know, we say women are risk averse. Well, actually, what we really mean is like women only promise what they can deliver. Ah. Right. We don't stand on stage and say, Hey, I'm going to disrupt the universe. Give me 10 million bucks. Oops. Didn't work next. Right. Uh, you know, like we don't ask for money that we don't think we can actually pay back. We pay our debts. Uh, and so part of the challenge that we have is in this mindset of today where everybody wants to chase a unicorn, uh, and really only unicorns matter. And there's very, very few of them anyway. We kind of zigged when the rest of the world was zagging and said, <laughs> okay, where, you know, if women, uh, pay their debts, why don't we look at debt financing? Yes. And why don't we use that to grow their businesses? And so we created this whole new model where um, 500 women contribute $1,000 each. We create a $500,000 pool of capital and we loan that to female entrepreneurs mm. and they pay it back over five years. But what they get beyond that is access to those 500 women's networks, buying power and expertise. So even just women in the network becoming customers of the companies that we pick, that is going to help you, you know, double or triple your business in the first year. So we've taken all of these like things that aren't, can, aren't part of the capital structure uh, and added them in. So now within 24 hours of our companies that get selected asking for help, they get exactly what they need. Like it's mm. this on-demand network of women that are passionate about their businesses, wanting to help them grow, wanting to introduce them. And so we've designed it to really kind of leverage what we have. This is like an underutilized asset besides our money even. I, I, I'm I'm just big smile on my face. What a simple, simple, simple concept and how powerful that must be to uh, to the network that you're that you're building for all kinds of reasons. A couple of them, what you've uh, what you just referenced. Does, does does the group get a return on their investment? Is that part of the play? Like so besides we, the, in, yeah. the intrinsic piece? So we call it radical generosity. And it's Uh really women are coming forward and contributing their thousand dollars, which is loaned to these companies, Uh paid paid back over five years into the fund and loaned out again. So this is actually a legacy fund, a perpetual fund that will just keep loaning forward over and over and over. So there's no personal return to the women. There's this legacy feel. But the other thing that happens is four of our first five companies that we picked are all now raising follow-on funding. Mm. So you're now in the club to get first right of refusal on companies that you've seen execute and deliver and grow. Um, and so it's, it's actually sort of like a chance to get in there behind the curtain and watch the next generation of innovative companies and how can you help them grow even more. So there's a return after, but not upfront. How do you, uh, how do you find, what's the process you're using to find the, the, the 100 women to invest the, the yeah. thousand? So 
in our first round, I mean, it was literally word of mouth. 500 women from across Canada, from coast to coast came forward. I have talked on the radio. We had articles in the paper and it was really just friends spreading the word. She told two friends, they told two friends. So from the mayor of Victoria, right to Zeta, Fa- Zeta Cobb, mm. Island, literally women coast to coast showed up. And then we did it again this year in another 500. And we just uh, did a U.S. pilot of 500 women. So we have 1,500 women in our network so far and 15 companies in the portfolio after 18 months. And uh, yeah, this is this is a yeah. great story. I love it. How do you get paid? Uh, what, what, how does it work for you to put you know food so, on your table? So we have a hundred dollar uh, activator fee on top of your thousand dollars, which doesn't really cover our costs at this stage. We're bootstrapping with sponsorship dollars. Okay. Okay. Um, but over time, at scale, our goal is to get to a million women as quickly as possible. That's a hundred million bucks in recurring revenue. Yeah, I love it. And um, how do you how do you manage the process of deciding what companies that you're going to invest in? Okay, so this is my favorite part. Uh, so, <laughs> By so, the way, I'm off I'm off script right now. Sweet. I'm just loving this chat. <laughs> Absolutely. So we so uh, you know what would you normally do in something like this? You get a bunch of experts in a room to look through the applications and pick the five, right? What mm-hmm. we did is we said everybody gets a vote. We trust the intuition of the 500 women over five experts in a room. Mm. And, and one of the reasons we do it that way, I mean, there's lots of data out there now showing that crowd, crowdsourced uh, decision-making is actually more effective than expert decision-making. But on top of it, the piece that we wanted, I want to make sure that the women picked companies that they were passionate about. Because if you're not passionate about them, mm. you're unlikely to become an early customer and market it to your friends and open up your networks, mm. right? So th- this is actually sort of like a... Um, um, you know, like a sort of backup plan to make sure that if you're passionate about it, you're much more likely to help. Yeah. Uh, so how does, uh, how does, how do you present uh, these ideas, these business opportunities to 500 people yeah, in a way that they get it? Yeah. So we redesigned the application process and it's only 11 questions, no pitch decks, no jargon, no attachments. First question is who are you hundred words or less? I mean, it's, it's hard to fill out, right? It's like, how do you get the attention uh, and introduce yourself to 500 women who are all varying degrees of like super expert uh, women entrepreneurs who've been around the block 10 times. And there are 14 year olds in our network. There are 90 year old grandmothers. There's like everybody. And so how do you get them excited about what you're trying to do and how you're trying to change the world with your business. So we ask these simple questions shows up basically like on a PDF in this, um, voting process online, uh, and people vote yay or nay, love it, or it doesn't resonate with me. And we trust that, you know, 500 people looking at that will surface the best ideas. What's the smallest amount and what's the biggest amount that you've uh, lent so far? So this is another crazy thing we do. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the money. So what would you normally do? You have a $500,000 fund, you pick five companies, you know, everyone would get the same amount probably. Or, you know, you'd you'd have some really complicated process where, you know, everyone would try and figure out how to, to like figure out the risk. So what we do is we turn it over to the entrepreneurs. They come together for a weekend. They get to know each other. They meet coaches because they have a whole coaching process through the year. And we say to them, over to you to divide up the money. You only have two rules. One is you can't give it all to one venture and you cannot divide it up evenly. (laughs) We know that's exactly what women would do when they became best friends with each other. Yeah. Right. And so it's tough. So they have to think like, I'm coming in and here's what I need for my business, but what's, what's good for me and also what's good for the whole. 
Like what's yeah. the best use of this capital to have the biggest impact? Cause I actually think we don't really know how to distribute our capital. Well, mm. like we're betting it all on red. We live in a giant casino. Yeah. It's not very capital efficient. And so we're looking for new models. Any guys allowed in this, uh, in this journey? Not so far. It's That's starting, good. starting just with women. Uh, we really, we think that unless women start activating their capital, the innovations of women are not going to get funded. It's only right, right. 4% of venture capital has gone to women for decades. It hasn't changed at all. So mm, I love it. Is this, is this got to be one of the most exciting venture you've done in your 25 years of being an entrepreneur? Yeah, big time. Uh, mm. you know, like I've, I've been trying to figure out how to solve this problem for a long time. And when this, I basically it was crowdfunding that unlocked it for me before mm. that. I didn't really know how we do that. Um, but the crowdfunding piece, and then just lots of learning, uh, you know, I was a venture capitalist and an angel in a past lifetime, mm-hmm. uh, in the late nineties around the dot-com bubble. And I, you know, I was very much in that mindset of, you had to go big and that's what mattered. And I had to shift my own thinking to, for this mm. idea to pop through. Isn't that interesting? So when you talk to guys now and you tell, share this idea with them, what are, what are you finding is the, is the response that the men are, are giving yeah. you in the we idea? Get a, lot of, a lot of support. Yeah. Excellent. Support. We have a lot of guys who are super pumped about what we're doing. We have guys hacking our system by like uh, contributing capital on behalf of their daughters. <laughs> uh, on behalf of like uh, entrepreneurs that they're supporting. My brother was the first one to do that. I'm like, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. See, it is a good idea. And you know, it's one of the things, you know, I'm, I'm very much encouraged by uh, the journey of, of female entrepreneurs these days for all the reasons you've mentioned. Um, and, and I'm one of those ones you don't have to scale. It's just about profitability and yeah. enjoying the ride along the way. And, uh, and I, I, you know, I, I think uh, ultimately there's a, there's a play for the community to support the initiative. It doesn't have to be just women to support what CEO is doing. It can, you know, men can very much get engaged to, for those that understand the value behind it. So I, I think that's awesome that the, that the guys are yeah. trying to figure out a way to play in your sandbox. Yeah, that's, awesome. <laughs> that's very, very cool. So, uh, Vicki, tell us about your, you know, what do you do on a, on a daily basis? I, I'm sure you brush your teeth and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but give me a, give me a day-to-day activity for you. Well, you know, with the- like every other entrepreneur who's just getting a, uh, an idea started, you do everything, right? Mm. So we're at the moment uh, just about to do our summit and gala in Canada and in the U.S. to announce our five winners. So I spend, uh, you know, I'm on the phone talking to keynote speakers and amazing influencers to, to be at our events at the same time as I'm trying to decide what kind of food we're going to be uh, <laughs> serving for breakfast <laughs> right. to, to like where the chairs go in the room. I mean, literally from top to bottom. And I think this is, this is one of the most amazing things about being an entrepreneur that I love. Some people find this tough, but I love holding on to a big audacious vision and then, you know, being in the nitty gritty of the bootstrapping day to day. How do you get from here to there? Wow. That's the tough stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, 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 that's odd. So it's usually it's, it's the detail or the big sky stuff and you like to do both the stuff. So that's a, that's a brilliant well, talent. You've got. Yeah. And I have to, I have to do both of them. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're like a team of two and now we're a team of five. So oh, good, good. We're getting it going, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I love telling the story of what we're doing. And I also know that it's really important to pay attention to every single detail. Women notice everything. Uh, yeah. That's critical. How how uh, long do do your uh, entrepreneurs have to pay back the uh, the loan? 
they have five years. And so five years. 20 equal payments over the five years. 20 equal payments. So you take five entrepreneurs at the start of the journey and you run them for, for five years. So what happens in between um, when, you know, I've lent you the money um, in the five years, what, what goes on yeah. in, the, in the process so there? As, yeah. As soon as you're selected and you get your check, uh, then you go through a coaching program. So we have these unbelievable coaches that you talk to every couple of weeks. Every mm-hmm. month you get an ask of the community. So you send it into us through a form and we send it out to the community. And that's the stuff that's like, just gets turned around within 24 hours. So we sort of maintain, you know, we make it easy for the entrepreneurs to reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every quarter they fill out a, a little venture health check on how they're doing. And they communicate with each other. They, we have webinars. We have all kinds of different ways for them to engage. Um, but it's, you know, it's up to them. One of our entrepreneurs is, uh, was like, oh, my God, there's like 500 women on my team now. This is great. So her new <laughs> salesperson literally called 200 women one by one, introduced themselves and said, here's what we're up to and here's what we're looking for. And we'd like introductions for business. Like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, brilliant. It's kind of a crazy place where you come from. Like a lot of entrepreneurs feel alone. Yes. So imagine when you have 500 people on your team now. Like it's yeah. a bit overwhelming. Yes. Um, so... Yeah. yeah, that's that's very special. Well, look, you stand beside some uh, some very powerful women like Melinda Gates, uh, Michelle Obama, Sheryl Sandberg, and uh, and and you know other influential leaders. What what have you learned about leadership that that the listeners here from coast to coast uh, can take away and, and use from what your uh, what your journeys are all about? Yeah, I think that the number one thing that uh, I've learned from my mother <laughs> and all of those women and, and lots of wise elders that I've been around is is to model the behavior. Like you just, you've got to get down, uh, get your hands dirty and get in there showing people what you mean by the kind of behavior that you want to create. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's like the number one thing for any leader. You can't say something different than what you're doing because people notice it. They And the gap will kill you. Mm. Um, the second thing is really I... I follow the energy. So, uh, I don't do any work that I don't need to do until it's like, I basically sell something and run back to the office and create it. (laughs) Nice. Um, right. So it's, I I follow the energy of what people are looking for. I don't go create the five-year plan. Uh, you know, I'm much more sort of like in the moment. Um, I, the other thing I think that's really, uh, something that I've learned is to really pay attention to what I'm amazing at and what I'm not, and then take mm-hmm. myself off the hook for the stuff I'm not good at and mm. fill in the team with those things. Mm. I think a lot of people that go, this is the role of a CEO, therefore mm. I have to do it. Yes. Uh, and that just kills you. Like if you're yep. spending a bunch of time on stuff you're not good at, it's a nightmare. It sucks your energy. And so it's really like being very clear on who you are and what turns your crank and what energizes you. Focus on that and then fill in the gaps. Those are yeah, yeah, I mean, what a crazy thing to think about. You spend your days doing something you absolutely hate to do only yeah. because the role says you have to do that. Uh, I love that point you made. I mean, I come from the uh, the journey of in the old corporate world is, oh, well, you, you need to do accounting for your for your job. Therefore, we'll teach you on accounting courses. Well, I hate math. Why are you going right. to put me in a math course? Totally. <laughs> yeah, why can't you do something else? So I, I love the reinforcement of that point, even to the C-suite level. Uh, you need yeah. to to be, uh, you need to go with your strengths, not your, uh, not what you're uncomfortable with. So uh, I love that. Type. Are you a, uh, do you like to read books? 
I love books. Yeah. yeah. What's I mean, your favorite I used, book? I used to read a lot more books. Now I'm more like an article kind of person <laughs> right? because uh, life is super crazy. Um, sure. You know, this is so old school, but like birth of the chaotic age. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but <laughs> how do you spell that? Birth? Yeah, I get the well, birth. Chaos and order together. <laughs> okay. Chaotic. Okay. Uh, it was written by a guy named D Hawk, who was the founder of Visa. And when Visa uh, came out, it was like a super radical idea. Right. Uh, no one had ever thought about how to do something like that. And I just, I love how he talks about this um, managing and leading basically with a mix of chaos and order. You need both. Yeah, I love um, it. Too much order gets screwed up. Too much chaos, it's screwed up. And so I, I've always found that a, a really interesting book to kind of go back to and think about. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, I, the reason I ask if you read is because I also know you're an author. Um, mm -hmm. Can you tell us about your book and uh, what are the top lessons that uh, that our folks might get from from reading your book? And you know, what's the title of it? It's got to be something crazy. Yeah. Think like a CEO. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's so yeah. easy, right? Yeah, but it's yeah. also it's like succeeding in the age of creators, makers, and entrepreneurs. Like I think right. we we live in this place where we used to call it like SMEs or SMBs, like small and medium sized business, and now I feel like it's like you're a creator or a maker or an entrepreneur like that's we're in this gig kind of economy everybody has to be like really different than they used to be and so um i think you know one of the things that i just mentioned is like this ability to really there's seven billion people on the planet right now mm. like how are you going to differentiate yourself you better mm. be doing what you're unbelievably good at uh, right. And so this ability to like really dig in and figure out what your unique mastery is, what your gift is, um, and what really, um, energizes you, I think is massively important. Mm. Um, mm. and then I, at the other part that I talk about in my book is really, you know, like in this one very special life you have, how are you using your leadership to mm -hmm. create a better world? Mm, um, mm. how are you doing that? Right? Like life's way too short to just have a job to get money. Like what mm. is it that you're really here to do uh, mm. and tuning into that? And so I have a lot of tools in the book to help you figure that out. Yeah. So is, is that part of the meaning is the new money? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, this to me is like, I mean, the millennials tell us this every single day. I feel like I'm the original millennial. I love this one because I'm, you know, like if you can actually find a way to talk to people's need for meaning Mm. you are going to have the most rabid customers ever. Mm. So mm. it's like, how do you feed the soul of your customers? How do you help them find meaning through your product or service? You figure that out and you've nailed it. Yeah. If you figure it out and then you keep delivering on that. And over and over. Yeah. yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah. It's funny. I know what you mean by the millennial. I'm at the, I'm at the young end of the baby boomers and I'm kind of like, Oh my God, what I would do to be called a Gen X. Right. Is, yeah, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to go back. And so I look for that point where it says, Oh, there's, there's a stat that says, actually, I'm not a baby boomer. I'm a Gen X. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah. They, the millennials, I think have done a great job in really opening up our eyes on, on, uh, uh, what the the true journey of of life uh, should be about because they they not only talk it but they they definitely practice it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time where we need to take a very quick break. But we will be right back with more from our amazing guests. Stay tuned. Get paid faster. Create and send professional email invoices in minutes with PayPal. Join over 250,000 Canadian businesses using PayPal to accept payments. Get started today at www.paypal.ca forward slash small business. 
Canadian-born business One by Sun creates and sells a unique collection of printed yoga mats, tote bags, pouches, and prints, from original hand-painted designs to customers across Canada, the United States, and Australia. When their products are out for delivery, it's important for their customers to have total visibility to ensure their packages are delivered on time, no matter where their customer is located. UPS Canada helps customers track their shipments 24 hours a day, seven days a week, while co-owners Evangelina and Jamal can focus on growing their business. Join the UPS Small Business Program to get support on your unique supply chain needs. Plus, save 40% off shipping. Visit ups.com forward slash my business. Thank you to our sponsors. And we are back. So what is, uh, you know, what's your vision for, uh, for women entrepreneurs and, uh, what's, what's, what's going to happen you think in the next five years, given the, the shift that, that is happening. And, yeah. and I think we, you know, we need to recognize it and I think we need to embrace it. So, uh, give us your view for the next, uh, few years as a visionary, not necessarily as an entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, this is like a moment in history. It's just, it's so exciting. Mm. I think, you know, for the past couple of decades, it's really felt like a burden for me to be a, to be a woman in business. It's been Mm. really hard. Uh, And I now think that given the fact that like everything's falling apart everywhere, everything's broken, which is awesome. Yes. Uh, You know, I think it's a great time to be alive when everything's broken. There's so many things to fix. If you're an entrepreneur, it's exciting. And so I think if you have a very different lens on how to operate things, that's a competitive advantage right now. Right. Uh, I think in many ways, you know, women have been like leaving corporate, uh, starting their own thing because it just doesn't fit for them. It's right. not working for them. And so that I think, you know, we're seeing women starting businesses globally at one and a half times the pace of men. Yeah. Uh, the, the big challenge is still like how do you get funding in the hands of female entrepreneurs? And right now there's a lot of activism in that space. We're one example of lots and lots of things that are going on. Right. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that over the next five years, we're going to see a lot more really interesting innovations that women have had on the sidelines come more into the mainstream get funded, gets, you know, get celebrated, get put on the cover of magazines and start to inspire even more to come forward and dream a little bit bigger than maybe they were like 85% of women who run businesses, keep them under a million bucks in revenue because they're like, it's so hard to get funded. It's so hard to get to support on my own terms that I'm just going to keep it small and deal. Um, and so I'd love to see some of those things pop up and get a bit bigger. So here's a, here's a, um, uh, an internal struggle that I go through and I, I'm hoping you can help me with it. And it has to do with how guys play in this sandbox. And we talked about that a little yeah. bit earlier. You know, I'm a, I'm a big advocate for entrepreneurs, the journey of entrepreneurs. doesn't matter to me who, what, when, where it's, I'm a believer that entrepreneurs are going to save the world and we need to really support them as a community. And so, and so as a guy who, who is focused on that vision, I also respect and understand the vision uh, and the journey that, that women entrepreneurs are going to go through. I want to, I want to go through and support that journey, but I don't want to do it at the consequence of, of forgetting the other wonderful things that other great entrepreneurs who might be male are are doing also. So how do I, how do I play in your sandbox without giving up that? Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that we're doing with CEO in this first five-year period is really creating uh, a safe space for women to come together and uh, activate their capital on behalf of each other and feel like they know what they're doing. 
Uh, mm-hmm. It's not rocket science putting money into companies that you think have you know great products or services that you're going to be a customer for. Like, hello. Yes. Um, and once you start doing that, then I think this really opens up, right? Like, all I'm interested in is creating a better world. Period. Like, and right. finding new innovative ways for all of us to live together, to work differently, to take care of each other differently. Like, I just I think we're at ground zero for that. Like, this old. Mm completely dead. Like winner takes all is over. Eight dudes have the same wealth as half the planet. Like that's mm. so like, there's a whole new approach for that. And I think, you know, one step of it is like women coming together to support each other. Right. But beyond that, and you know, at this stage, there's just tons, there are tons of guys in our network who are supporting women as they're mentoring them. They're introducing them in their communities. They're noticing how they're running their businesses. They're learning from it. Yeah. Like, tons of ways for us to work together. It's, you know, like we are, quote unquote, sort of exclusive, just on this money thing for now. Yes. Um, but it doesn't mean that we can't support each other. we got a list of CEOs on our website right now. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> of course you do. That's what's going through my head. Oh my gosh, yeah. what a great opportunity. And then also don't, don't forget there's the WEEO that yeah. you can put in there also. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, uh, for that, uh, that insight. I, as I say, it's a, it's a village, but I appreciate there's also neighborhoods within the village that need supported mm-hmm. in different ways in order to yes. achieve the bigger, the bigger journey. Um, if, uh, you know, you're dealing with, I'll, I'll, t- I'll focus in on high schools with the amount of yeah. peer pressure that goes on there and, uh, and, you know, gender pressure, all those sorts of things come out of play. So what would you say to aspiring female entrepreneurs who are in that high school space that are, you know, they're struggling with, with all the things they struggle with, but are also wondering about this thing called entrepreneurship, uh, as a way to, to break, to break out. Yeah. Do you, I mean, how so, do you help them? Well, I mean, so for me, like I actually think I, I define entrepreneurship very, very broadly. For me, it's about history making. It's not about like maximizing profit in a niche that you've identified that you exploit, right? Like that's not how I think about entrepreneurship. Uh, I think business uh, is a massive uh opportunity for social change. Like it's yes. a big force for social change. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of uh, young ones coming up really want to play in that space. And so I think that, you know, the first thing I would say is, you know, go and find some role models out there at, you know, Google, like whatever the thing is that you're into, this is the greatest thing about Google, right? You can find anything you're like, uh, new retail idea in Halifax for, you know, 14 to 16 year old girls, boom, <laughs> right? right? Like right. crazy business ideas come up. Uh, who's been successful doing that? Like there's, there's so many, there's so much stuff out there. Go seek it out and then find a couple of people who are a little bit ahead of you um, mm. to surround yourself with. Like, I think the best way to like really develop your entrepreneurial spirit um, and your muscle as an entrepreneur is to surround yourself with other entrepreneurs and listen Mm -hmm. to the conversation Um, because we think very differently than uh, people who want to have a paycheck regularly. Like I'd love to have a paycheck regularly, which I've never (laughs) had my whole life. Um, That would be great, but I'm also not willing to give up my freedom. Like I'm totally addicted to taking my ideas and getting them to market. I love that so much. Uh, And that freedom is really important to me. And if you've got that kind of vibe around you, you want to be surrounded by people who have that same thing. Otherwise you feel like you're really, really weird all the time. Right? (laughs) Why are you doing that? That's so crazy. Just go get a job, Vicky. And I'm like, I can't like it's impossible. Yeah. I love it. What's the most craziest thing you've ever done in your life? I went to India with a $7,000 strapped around my waist 
looking for a brand to buy uh, a product from. And I had no idea where it was in India. And I literally got on a plane to do that before the internet. So I know I'm in it crazy. Did you find the brand? I did. I found it. And then they told me they wouldn't uh, sell to me unless I had a store that I was opening. And I said, oh yeah, yeah, I'm opening a store. (laughs) Uh, And they're like, oh, when are you opening it? I'm like, you know, I totally BS'd my way and said, oh, and like six months is like, oh, well, if you're doing that, you need to actually order your store's worth of inventory right now. They wouldn't sell to me unless I did that. So I literally sat there for three hours and ordered all this stuff. I had no idea what I was doing. I had never done that before. Um, So I looked back at that and I'm like, Oh my God, you know, like there's something so beautiful in a way. I wish I could get back to that place in my experience where I didn't know any better. <laughs> I, it's so awesome to like not have a clue because you just go for it. You know, the yeah. more you know, the harder it is to like jump off a cliff again. Cause you realize yeah. how tough it's going to be. Yeah. That's so, so interesting. I, I've got three kids and they're, they just this year, they're, they're the two youngest are twins and they, they just recently left the house and I am so looking forward to my, my adventures hey. in my next <laughs> life. Yeah. Let's see where we go, sell her all and buy a horse. You know, it's going to be just so cool. So cool. Uh, (laughs) Vicki, this has been a, I'm just so, so honored to have this conversation today and to learn about all this success that that you're doing. We're helping other people and the insights you've, you've given me, but also our audience coast to coast. And, you know, um, if you get one last piece of uh, insight, thoughts, uh, personal, professional, however, it's it's your uh, it's your show now to kind of close it out and and uh, share with you what you want. Yeah, thank you. Well, I mean, I just uh, there is nothing better for me than supporting the dreams and vision of someone who wants to create a better world and wants to go out there and figure out how to make it scale and grow. So. Uh, if you're one of those people that has a big dream, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I have a big network. I am so happy to connect you to anybody in my network who can help you. All of those people owe me a favor. I can never <laughs> use all those favors. Uh, so, so reach out and do that. I like, I just, I am so excited by this time that we're in. It's extreme. Like everything needs to be redesigned. Like if you're walking down the street and you see anything and you're like, huh, I wonder why we don't do that. Jump on it. You know, if you see something, it's yours. This is just a great, great time to be an entrepreneur. And, um, and I hope that you'll, uh, if, if you feel compelled, uh, jump off and uh, go for it because there's nothing more satisfying than, uh, seeing your vision become reality. Sounds like a new version of the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> Vicky, thank you so much for being with us today on the Startup Canada podcast show. Uh, our guests are just epic, magnificent, and uh, you continue to uh, to add to that uh, to that library of great guests. So thank you again. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to watch because I'm thinking EEO or WEEO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be in touch for sure. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to more awesome entrepreneur content? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag startup chats and hashtag startup school, which you can catch every Monday. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with a sneak.
sneak peek of next week's episode. Hi, this is John Rampton, CEO and founder of Do, and you're listening to Startup Canada Podcast. What's the last piece of advice you would give to uh, entrepreneurs to become the best version of themselves? Uh, to become the best version of yourself, I think you need to stop comparing yourself to others. I always say, you know, I'm in chapter 21 of my book and you're in chapter three. Stop comparing your chapter three to my chapter 21 or whatever chapter that may be. Uh, I feel at so many times we don't get started and we don't do things because we're comparing ourselves to other very successful people. Just know that they're in a different chapter of their book and you're not. Uh, you're in the beginning chapter and you may be in the later chapter for different things in life. Like you may have kids, whereas other people don't. You may have this, like you're in a different chapter than everybody else. So stop comparing yourself to them and stop letting that hold you back. Thank you.